Welcome to today's episode of The New Home Show. So many times, many of our viewers enjoy seeing the beautiful imagery of how these homes came together. But there is so much more that happens behind the scenes, and we make sure that these homes are built to the highest of standards. Today, we have an industry expert, Kevin Schimenauer. He's with Hallmark Building Supplies, and today we'll be discussing Tyvek building products because building these incredible homes goes beyond what you just see on the exterior. So let's get into the details. Kevin, great to have you here. Uh, why don't you talk about a little bit about your background and, and how you got to this point? Thanks for having me, I'm excited to be here. Um, I've got 22 years experience in, in the Tyvek business as a Tyvek specialist. Uh, DuPont has a program where they have education for us, uh, building science, uh, installation, uh, to get us ready to help architects, um, lumber yards, and GCs to create uh, a better product. And, and really, uh, the installation is the goal. And you look at Hallmark and Golden Eagle Log Homes, there's a lot of similarities as far as how they uh, got started. Joe Baltasar, who founded Hallmark Building Supplies in the 70s, uh, we're, you know, we're celebrating our 50 years in, in business. And uh, he, he's very similar to, to Wally. Um, both uh, started out in, in farming, had a vision, and started a company. So it's, it's kind of cool to see that come full circle. How long have you been selling products, uh, building products? Um, have you been selling building products, not just Tyvek, but you've been in the industry much longer? Uh, that was my first, good, good question. That was my first uh, experience in sales. Uh, so uh, I, I, I first of all had a passion for Tyvek. I knew what it did. It, it helped with energy efficiency and all the things that uh, Tyvek does. And uh, so I got excited about that and took a position with uh, Hallmark um, as a Tyvek specialist. Okay. Let, let, let's maybe explain to people who don't know, we keep saying Tyvek, but what exactly is Tyvek for those people who maybe it's a new homeowner listening that they're really not in tune with what that product actually is. What exactly is Tyvek and what does it do? Hey, th Tyvek, uh, I'll just, ex I guess, explain it very briefly. Uh, High-density polyethylene spun bonded to create this sheet of material. Uh, what does Tyvek do? I mean, a lot of guys ask, what, what do we even use it for? Um, why, why do we use it? Um, you look at Tyvek Home Wrap is there to help keep air out and water out. Um, and that's the main reason. I was at a kind of explain a little bit of what these are for. Uh, I was at a uh, um, high school a tech ed uh, instructor asked me to come in. And I said, oh, you know, one thing, it was a short notice. And I, I asked him, I said, if you could pick up some Tyvek, I don't have any right now. Uh, pick up some Tyvek because I don't have any. And uh, he, uh, picked up a wrap, and I got in there, and I'm like, oh, that's not Tyvek. <laughs> and the, the students were watching, and, and the, the instructor's like, oh, what's the difference? I'm like, I'm going to show you the difference. So I went through why you use Tyvek, why you use a house wrap. Um, you use it mainly to keep air out, to keep water out, and to be breathable. So it has to have a permeability. Well, permeability is really how fast moisture can transfer through a certain product. 
So it's almost like a Gore-Tex, right? You want to keep water out, but let it... Just like Gore-Tex. Right, yep. We want and you look at the guys that hunt or fish or whatever, in a, especially ice fishing, um, when your boot or gloves get wet, what happens to your hands or feet? They get cold. Uh, so what happens is by keeping it dry and keeping airflow out, you increase the energy efficiency of a, a building or the warmth of a glove or a boot liner. So air control and water control is very key into, you know, having good, good uh, energy efficiency and durability of that, that wall system, let's say. Um, so just to show a little bit about, this is just a standard wrap. And DuPont created a category in, in the 70s, uh, the Tyvek, the, the wrap category. Um, but this is a perforated wrap, and you can see it turns into a shower head. Yeah. Uh, and I can tip it upward, and you can see the way the air comes right through it. And when I was at the tech ed class, uh, it was a central Wisconsin uh, school, one of the questions, you know, the kids are always very, very... Uh, courteous and he raised his hand and I said uh, yes and he's like uh, if we put house wrap on to keep air out and keep water out why would you ever use that and I said it's a great question um, I guess the only answer is I said I really don't have an answer other than without knowledge which you guys are getting here today uh, all you have to go off of is by price so you're just pricing one product to another uh, you look at Tyvek and you can see that no air comes through it. And I tip it over, and I don't need that bowl for Tyvek. Um, because it's high-density polyethylene spun-bonded, there are tiny fibers, the tiny fibers that make uh, microscopic holes that allows moisture vapor to escape out. And that's really what you're looking for. Um, a comp that's great. You took a you took a, a situation that kind of could have went sour on you, and you made a great uh, great example out of it. And why not to use that product that he picked up? But um, speaking of school, when I when I was at school, um, I was taught that that Tyvek, and, and back in the day, it was it was uh, tar paper for the roof. That's really your barrier from the elements, and the siding and shingles were, was just a facade. So. I could see how, how important that was really from, from an early age for schooling, actually. Right. And, and you look at tar paper, uh, it, it ran its course. Um, nice thing about tar paper is it does have uh, drainal, uh, drainable cap capabilities. So you're lapping one over the other, uh, starting from the bottom, and that's the best way to, 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 to install it because you have the laps, uh, not reverse flash. Uh, tar paper, really a good um, barrier for shedding water. But when it comes to air control, uh, there's no way to tape the seams. Uh, sure. It's smaller. Um, it does buckle when it does get wet. So there's some issues with tar paper, but very effective for a drain plane for, for moisture. Okay. What is, what is uh, the product that, that Tyvek or DuPont offers for uh, roof sheeting or roof covering versus tar paper? What, what's the alternative? There is a synthetic, that's a great question, yeah. synthetic underlayments uh, that DuPont has. The Protex series, uh, there's 120, 160, and 200. Uh, and that's just how long they can be exposed. Um, and the warranty is what the difference is. One's going to be a little bit thicker. But DuPont, the safety company, uh, wanted to make that product safe. Underfoot, 
and good grip to the roof deck. And you look at where DuPont got its start um, 200 years ago, over 200 years ago, uh, making gunpowder. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's where a lot of the safety came from because uh, gunpowder being very volatile, uh, they had a big explosion. One of the DuPonters actually got killed in one of those explosions. Um, so from then on, it was a lot of safety incorporated into the products they made and the way they do business as far as how to park a car uh, so it's safe to get in right? and out of a parking lot. Um, but you look at uh, not only Tyvek products uh, to, to protect the home from pollen and, and contaminants from the exterior. So build it tight and ventilate right using an ERV or an HRV uh, to control that humidity level and the, and the indoor air quality is, is the way to go. You know, how do you ask the consumer, how much airflow do you want into your building? How, how leaky should I make this building? And that's something that consumers just, you know, the expectations have changed. Right. Um, and you look at the safety products that DuPont builds today, uh, Kevlar, Nomax, Tyvek products for the home, but also Tyvek products for... Um, for the suits that you see during COVID and, and any uh, cleanup spills and stuff that they have to do, they're wearing a Tyvek suit. And there's a difference as far as how breathable they are. Um, I've experienced guys that used knockoffs hmm. where the person using the suit um, was very sweaty after he finished his project and said, give me the other suit. <laughs> so there is a difference as sure. far as breathability. Um, do we want air control? Yes. And, that, and breathability, meaning getting the moisture out, is, is key. Mm -hmm. So just to help people understand, I think we kind of glossed over, but just to bring it down, Tyvek is essentially the house wrap that goes over the sheeting before the siding goes on, just so people get a visual of what the actual house wrap is doing, right? Yes. So. That's why it's so important to be more airtight, to, to your point, for pollen, dirt, um, water infiltration, that kind of stuff. So how exactly does this, I guess let's talk through, like, how does the process, how does the Tyvek get applied? What's that look like? How do you seal the home up with your product? Um, yeah, so looking at Tyvek as an air control layer or a moisture control layer, um, you want to make sure that you're starting on the bottom uh, and working your way up so you're not reversing that flash and, and then you would have water basically running in between the laps. So you want to make sure that the upper portion is lapping over the lower portion. Um, you're going to want to seal, air seal, using either tape or flashing or a, a sealant, a caulking sealant on the bottom uh, and you want to hang it over an inch there's a lot of intersecting parts um, at that box sill. So we want to make sure we protect that uh, both with air and water control. Um, and then you want to work all the way up to the peak. So it's got to be on the ridge of the, of the building. Um, when we looked at house wraps back in the 70s as just an air barrier, uh, there were some issues with that because you reduce uh, natural air exchange when you put a wrap on or OSB on. So we changed the dynamics of the homes considerably compared to what we used to build. So 
that's where the mechanical ventilation comes into play. Um, but taping all the seams, both horizontal and vertical, using a button cap fastener to install it, um, it protects that opening. Let's say we're using a regular hammer tacker, and I see that a lot in, in the field. Uh, there's some issues with that. That head of that hammer tacker can damage the house wrap. Um, plus, if you have less holding power, now you're either having material rip off the, the wall or you're going to have an oblong hole that creates a better area for water and air to get in. And the reason why we use um, a house wrap is to keep water and air out. We look at the insulation, the cavity insulation into our homes um, and that wall assembly. We want to make sure it's air, air controlled, so dead air space, and moisture controlled, so no moisture in there. If, if we have moisture in our insulation, becomes more of a conductor than an insulator. Uh, the heat flow, the transfer of heat uh, is a lot quicker through that, that membrane um, when we have moisture in that insulation. So when you get to openings, um, you guys have some products, like when I say openings, um, let's talk about doors and windows first. Uh, you guys have got some great flashing tapes for around those. Can you get into that a little bit? Sure. Uh, so the, the butyl flashings, the flashings that DuPont have are all butyl-based adhesives. The difference between butyl-based or uh, and, and the asphalt is, is the um, velocity of it. So butyl is going to flow into the fibers more than asphalt and, and create a better bond to whatever you're trying to flash. Right. Um, I've had some clients use some of the off brands and, uh, you know, I make sure I spec the Tyvek stuff uh, for my clients because I have had complaints about, especially when it gets cold out, the adhesion of some of those other flashing. So, but the Tyvek product, no problems. Yeah, it's a cold weather formula. So you're really going to want to still keep it in a job trailer heated. Sure. Um, but it has a cold weather formula for the adhesive. Uh, so it's going to work a lot better in colder temperatures. Right around 20 degrees is what uh, DuPont says. If it gets any colder than that, uh, obviously you're going to want to keep it warm, but there is a primer that we can use to help with adhesion. Uh, the nice thing about butyl is it doesn't skin over like asphalt-based uh, um, adhesives on flashing. So when that asphalt skins over, it doesn't have any adhesion anymore, and you lose any type of... Uh, adhesion to keep out water and air. Whereas the butyl-based, if you apply pressure, let's say it was wet or maybe dirty, and it didn't adhere real well, if you apply pressure later on, it's still gonna adhere back down uh, and create a seal for that window or door, or whatever you're trying to flash. The new product we hear a lot about is the zip sheetings and stuff like that. Um, can you touch a little bit on like the difference and like how your product would perform over that product or just, you know, the differences between the two of them? Yeah, coated sheathings, there's a quite a few on the market. Mm -hmm. uh, I shouldn't say quite a few, three or four that I know for sure. Um, coated sheathings, it's not so much the product itself, very robust uh, product. A lot of resins in it to create uh, a better material for water damage. And with that comes more VOCs probably in the product itself as you increase the resins. Um, but I want to talk about the, the process of our, as far as the different drainable 
methods. So you look at house wraps, there's a drainable method to water management. Uh, you look at sheathings, the, the coated sheathings that we have on the market, that's a barrier approach to water management. And what I mean by that is uh, you're controlling everything at a seam. So a good example, let's say I were to have rain boots, a rain jacket, and, and rain pants and walk out in, in the elements and not tuck those and tuck them in versus having them over my boots or my my jacket over my pants or even tape uh, so we had a, a butt joint and tape that butt joint on my pants or my my boots how long am I going to let keep water out and that, so we look at how long do we expect these buildings to last what are, what is the cost it's our single most expensive um, purchase we're going to make in our lifetime is a, is a home. And to rely on a tape seam uh, to keep water and air out is, is risky. Uh, so with that being said, the biggest difference is a barrier approach to water management versus a drainable approach. And a drainable, I, if the tape fails, it's still going to shed water. Um, and another issue with the coated sheathings, uh, the fasteners. Um, even though you have fasteners to hold Tyvek on, it's not a direct line into the wall cavity. Um, plus, you've got the cap that's a buffer and really helps with air control and water control at that point. Um, so you look at the fasteners. So, so let's say we miss a stud when we're nailing our coated sheathings on. If we miss a stud, we're driving that nail right straight through. Now we got, they call it a shiner in the industry. And that's an entry point for water and air to come in, and it's very quick. So those all have to be taped. So the tape is challenging to get centered. It's, it's plus or minus uh, a half inch, I think, is what it is for those tapes for that uh, coated sheathing. And that's sometimes challenging in, in the industry. You look at the elements that we run into, uh, that can be challenging to, to install. So th those are some of the challenges with coated sheathings. And the big difference, you know, if you want to recap, is a drainable approach to water management versus a barrier approach. And you talked about, you know, Tyvek being almost like a Gore-Tex. I keep going, I reference that. Um, but so I don't know how those products are breathable. You know, you probably can't speak for those products, but your, your product actually lets the home breathe a little bit. Maybe lets some of that um, moisture that might have been in the home from, from building a new home out as well. Whereas maybe as those products might not. Right. And, is and there some truth to that? I, I don't know. There is truth yeah. to that. There's, there's three different wraps that are uh, common on the market. Uh, we got two of them here today, a perforated wrap, a spun bonded uh, wrap. Uh, there's also uh, coated uh, wraps as well, where they have a microporous film on the exterior. The, the issue with that is, is you look at durability of that wrap. If we scratch the surface of the wrap, what happens with the integrity? What happens to the properties as far as air and water hold out? Um, so we don't want to change those properties and it can happen even after the siding's on. So you look at in a, con a construction site, you've got ladders and, and things set up against so they'll even prop a door up uh, before they install it and slide it across the house wrap. We want to make sure that, uh, that stays intact as far as the properties. Um, if we have a coated sheathing and we were to slide stuff up and alongside of it, we're going to damage those that coated sheathing. Sure. 
uh, even even the perforated uh, woven wraps, same thing. The more you stretch those, the more it becomes open as far as air and water to, to get in. Uh, so those are some of the biggest issues with, with that. And you talked about durability. Um, how long can Tyvek be exposed to the elements or to UV or, or how, how do you rate that? Yeah, so UV exposure, uh, it's 120 days. 120. Um, as far as UV exposure, and then at that point, is it, is it going to fail? Absolutely not. Um, DuPont, uh, when they do the testing, is accelerated age testing. Uh, so it's at the most sun exposure for 10 hours a day. And you're going to get more exposure in a, a accelerated age testing than you would in the real life. Real life, you're gonna have shadows and shade and sure. sun's not at the same angle all the mm -hmm. time. So that's the big difference. Uh, is it gonna last longer than 120 days? Absolutely. Yeah, even just throughout the day, the UV index changes. You know, you're at peak UV index, middle of the afternoon. That lasts for what, a few hours? Right. So uh, now when it comes to the installation, do we need certified installers to be able to have the, the Tyvek warranty? No, uh, the residential, and that's the short answer. Uh, the residential side of it, um, that warranty comes automatic. Um, the installation is what we ask. Now to have a certified installer, it's a big advantage because they understand water management because they've gone through the training. Um, not to say that a, a contractor without the certification doesn't. Um, so that's the big difference uh, they just have the education and understand that really the goal is to drain water to daylight. And sometimes you can lose sight of that if you don't have the education to back that. How would, um, how would someone get certified to be a certified installer? Well, we, we hold classes. Uh, so we either do groups or we can do individuals. Um, but it's a four credit course for continued education in the state of Wisconsin. So if that builder has a qualifier license, uh, they will get four credits for that class. Um, and we'll, we'll do it uh, at an offsite or a, a, normally a lumberyard uh, site or wherever uh, that works best for, for the customer. Do they just sign up on Tyvek's website or get to their website or how, how do they do that? That's a good they, question. Yeah. So, yeah, we would, we would, um, we do have a spot where they can just call. I mean, most, um, yards, lumber yards, and customers know how to get a hold of me. So contacting me personally is a good way to get that okay. started. Sure. What happens when you put siding on the wall and you're driving your fastener through? Obviously, it's puncturing the Tyvek, even on zip, like it's going directly into that sheathing. Doesn't that create a problem? It does when you pull the nail out. So that's a really good question because the builders do that all the time. So I'll, I'll have these sample bottles and um, builder will ask that question. And I'll take a fastener and put it in there. Now, is it watertight per se? Not exactly. Does it, I, I can pull it upside down and, and squeeze it and no water will come out. I'm not going to say that's going to happen 100% in the field. But that leads to when you do a reside, um, it's a 
a lot of guys will ask me, can I just leave the old house wrap on? Still looks good. It looks good except for all the holes in it. That's the reason why we use Tyvek because it doesn't have holes in the first place. So put another layer of wrap over the existing layer and then do your reside. So once the nail is out, it's going to let water in. Mm-hmm. So that's a good question. When they do reside a house that's got zip sheeting, that's a great question. Do you have to what? flash all those holes in, or do you, you have, have to, to tape it? What they recommend tape the whole house again. What Just they the recommend is using a house wrap or rehouse wrap it. Yeah. <laughs> so really? when, you, when you do a reside and use a coat of sheathing in the, in the initial build, uh, now you have you're you're stuck with using a wrap. What we see in the market quite a bit that brings up another one with missed nails on commercial projects, we have a lot of uh, situations where there was so much moisture coming in, bulk water coming into those buildings, uh, that the recommendation from the manufacturer was to use a house wrap to fix it. So to simplify it for customers, a house wrap, like you mentioned, that's just going to be more of like a a flat wrap on the house itself, if you were to do like a vinyl siding or something like that, where a drain wrap is almost like it's got little channels in the wrap itself to then allow any sort of moisture that gets behind the siding to run out. And that's why it's really good to use something like that on like a wood siding or something. Right. I have a, a list of, or a, a, a bunch of uh, samples here. Mm-hmm. And drain wrap, you can see it is a, like a corrugated, so it looks a lot like corrugated cardboard. Um, whereas commercial wrap and commercial D are going to be thicker versions of the home wrap and drain wrap, mm-hmm. which is more for residential. Um, and, and this, the commercial wrap, obviously, for commercial projects. Uh, the UV and tear resistance is better on the commercial projects. So let's say a lot of times I get residential homes where they know it's going to be exposed to quite a while. Uh, whether it's the roof or the wall, they're going to use a commercial wrap uh, to help with air, you know, as far as wind damage uh, and UV resistance. So even like a larger home, maybe that'd be a good idea to to go up to more of a commercial wrap. We see it a lot, okay. uh, especially yeah. if it's going to be exposed. Uh, Lake Superior, Lake Michigan, which you guys sometimes build on, uh, that's where I see a lot of guys using those wraps for better performance. So let's say someone uses the wrong wrap or they just cut corners, do a generic alternative. When will they start to see problems and what problems can they expect to see? So because more of my hesitation is maybe it wouldn't present itself right away. Maybe it'd be a long-term issue that you'd start to see over time. That's a great question. Um, Where are you going to see it is around any openings. If you don't have an opening in a building, uh, and you're not flashing in right, or if you're using an inferior product, like you mentioned, a perforated product, uh, once, I, I would say three to five years is when you might see that creep up. Um, you look at caulking. So sometimes caulks can fail. If we got expansion contraction of that siding and that caulk fails, now you got a joint that, and, and consumers, homeowners are, as far as that kind of maintenance, they're not really in tune to that. And uh, that's where we see a lot of issues with uh, moisture damage. It could be a roof-to-wall interface where there was no kick-out flashing used. Water gets in behind if it's not detailed properly behind there. Uh, so we want to make sure that you're detailing all that, those areas, those critical areas. And that's where the flashings come into play. Uh, we want to make sure that 
our windows are flashed for a sill fan flashing, uh, side flashing, head flashing. Everything's lapped properly. And, you know, our goal is if water gets into that, that, that window area, we want to drain that to daylight. And you have a great prop that you brought along that shows how those areas can get sealed off, right? Yes. Um, Let's take a look at that. So obviously this is not windows and doors, but if you look at pipes and wires, and that's one area where people miss. Because a lot of times the house gets framed, gets sheathed, house wrap gets put on it, and now your subcontractors come in, start installing their mechanicals, and they need their exhausts and, and whatnot, and outlets it looks like. So a contractor may have to go back and reassess that house wrap after those, those subcontractors are in, right? Yeah, that's a great point. Um, so you look at the HVAC guys come in, the electricians come in, they throw a bunch of holes in the side of the building, they put their wires in, maybe hook their lights up and, and, and they're, they're gone. Um, and who, who's responsible for that hole? What a lot of the uh, bigger GCs are doing, they are using uh, flex-easy around pipes and wires, but they're, they're putting the ownership on those trades. Oh, okay. So they'll give a roll of the Flex Easy. Let's, this is a newer product by DuPont, um, but they'll they'll put that ownership on the installer. So once you put your pipe hole in and have everything hooked up, now you're responsible for, for flashing that around that that pipe or wire to integrate it with the house wrap. What the GCs tell me is the holes are a lot cleaner now. Because <laughs> they have to fix them. They have to fix them, right? They got to go yeah. back and patch them up, right? So let's say we were to, to flash uh, a, a, a vent pipe. What we would do is we'd find this might be challenging. The circumference of that, find the circumference, add two inches. Okay. And it's a two-part release paper. And you want to crease that at that perforation. And we're going to start with the smaller leg uh, to do the install. I like to leave the release paper on as I go, just enough to get going with it. So about three o'clock and you want to make sure where you start you want to cover that area when you finish you don't want to have an open end that's an entry point for for water bulk water to get in sure i would have thought you would have started at the bottom of the opening but you is are you gonna oh it's gonna shut over yeah it's gonna, gonna shut over overlap it is yeah we're gonna, gonna overlap it you're getting ahead of yourself here that's why the extra two inches <laughs> that's why the extra two inches yeah. see zach's on it so you want to pull it down and around and then up the side. And once you have that done, and you'd have house wrap on this wall. There's no cuts or anything that you need overlaps for that house wrap. Once you have this adhered well to the, to the pipe or wire or whatever you're trying to flash, you peel that second release paper off. And this is challenging. I, I'll have a builder come up to me, yeah, I, I've used that. I know how to use that. 
And I said, well, why don't you show me? And they'll pull all the release paper off. And not that I'm picking on builders a lot of times, uh, but they'll pull all the release paper off, try to stretch it around that pipe. They may be thinking of a different product or whatever. Um, but then once I do this and show them how that install goes, they're like, yeah, that was easy. So that creates a, a, a seal around there. And you look at um, the gaps that can be around those pipes or wires. Uh, I was on a site where uh, an electrician was using, I don't know what he had, he had a three-quarter inch bit to do conduit, and he didn't switch it out when he was doing the wire. And uh, he just used that same bit Sure. Put, and now you've got a large hole, entry point for air, water, and bugs to get in. Same thing with uh, vent pipes. Um, a lot of times there's a quarter-inch gap around that pipe. And to use, let's say, a caulk or something uh, to air seal that, eventually that caulk's going to fail. It's either going to end up on the pipe or the OSB. Uh, you look at pipes are going to expand and contract when they have thermal changes. Uh, wood's going to expand and contract when it has moisture changes. Uh, so those are going to be moving at different rates. Something's going to give, and it's going to be the sealant. Sure. Whereas you've got a butyl-based adhesive that stays pliable long-term, it's going to have better protection as far as water and, and air control. Now you can spray foam it from the inside and have good thermal uh, seal on that product, and you're going to have better performance. Yeah, looks nice and tidy, Look mm -hmm. nice and tight. For sure. And it doesn't take that long. I mean, you just did it in a couple minutes there. I think once you learn how to do it right, just repeat that process throughout the house and right. you get a nice tight seal. And you can see this, this display board's been used several times. And you can see how the OSB, even though I try to take those flashings off right away, um, the way the butyl actually uh, flows into the fibers of the OSB. Hmm. And when I go to take that off, it pulls that OSB it off. It does, yeah, so, for sure. Man, I'd assume it's very similar on the roof. So when you've got venting up there. Yeah, actually, that's a great question because uh, roofers have been asking, can we use the Flex-Easy as a secondary seal? A lot of times those boots fail. They you know, are exposed to sun all day long. So DuPont has approved to use the Flex-Easy as a secondary uh, seal, air seal, water seal um, on roof penetration. So uh, it, can, it can be used both areas. Nice. You talked about the different products that are available for the house wraps. I assume that the synthetic roof uh, liners, that there are different products for that as well and yeah. different benefits. Like yeah. one of my misconceptions that I originally had was that they would be slippery. And uh, actually, I suppose certain products out there could be. Um, you must have some that have texture to them. Because uh, you think of the morning dew, a guy being up there, uh, your conventional felt would have had at least a little texture to it. Do these underlayments have texture as well? Yeah, they actually do. So DuPont, uh, being a safety company, um, as we mentioned before, uh, so the Protex series has a, a felt feel to it. Uh, so that's kind of how it looks. Um, and traction-wise, it's very, very good under foot and grip to the roof deck. So DuPont looked at both sides of that and said, we want to make sure it's a safe product. Uh, you look at the most dangerous spot on a construction site is the roof. 
that's where most of the uh, areas happen as far as um, falls. And then you have the Protex series, and we also have a, a price point um, called Roof Protector. Um, but very, as far as traction-wise, uh, better traction when it's wet, believe it or not. Um, it seems to have more tack to it. Uh, one of the complaints I've got from a builder, and this was a volume a roofer, I should say. This was a volume roofer. He had issues with the sl slideability of it. So you got a feeder, a feeder and a nailer, two 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 teams or two two person teams, and uh, the feeder said, "I have to throw it further now." because <laughs> it doesn't slide because he's used to sliding into place oh. so that was the only complaint i had i said well at least you didn't slide off the wall exactly you know, right. so um but yeah that uh, it's it's a great product as far as traction wise and dupont wanted to make it safe those guys that do it all the time they're so comfortable up there you get me on there i'll take as much grip as i can get <laughs> yeah. now what about ice and water barriers do you guys offer products for that as well no we do not yet uh, there's one we're, we're looking at one, but uh, as of now, no ice and water Nothing. Okay. Well, we touched on, you mentioned mechanical breathability in a home, ERVs, HRVs. Pretty sure this isn't the podcast for that in this moment. But really what you're saying is these homes are so tight and well sealed that it's not like your traditional home where you'd have drafts um, or you'd have just the natural loss or the, the natural breathing of a home. Now these spaces are being, having outside air introduced or recycled into the home. Is that what you're touching on there? Y yes. Well, you, you look at, you know, we talked about the, the dynamics of the home changed. Uh, back when your grandpa was founding this place, uh, they used boards to sheathe the home. Uh, a lot of air exchange. You just put another log on the fire and uh, that's how you, you combated that. And comfort was an issue. Uh, then we changed from boards to sheet goods. Uh, that changed the air tightness quite a bit uh, from using boards, so less air exchange. And we added insulation to the cavity. So now you reduce that airflow in the, in the wall cavity. So we changed it again. Then we came up in the 70s with a house wrap. Now that house wrap really reduced the airflow in that the natural air exchange in that wall. So you look at some companies had issues with that. Um, as far as building it, I can't say too tight, but something that wasn't breathable. Mm -hmm. um, so you want to build it tight, but you want to make sure you use the right properties to make sure it's breathable. So you look at Tri-State Homes up in Mercer, Wisconsin, uh, ended up with a lot of lawsuits because what they used was a, a low perm, a very low perm house wrap on the outside. They understood that air control was important. It helped with comfort and energy efficiency. But what they failed to, to take in consideration is permeability. How do I get that moisture out once it gets in that wall cavity? Mm -hmm. um, so you're going to build more durability into that wall. But yeah, exactly. HRVs, ERVs are going to be an important part of indoor air quality. Uh, to make sure we have moisture control and 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 actually fresh air, uh, you know those units are going to take fresh air from the outside, preheat it with the air that's being exhausted out, and it's not as 
big a deal as opening a window. I mean, that's your other option right. uh, is opening a window and you lose comfort and you use energy efficiency when you do that. Yeah, I've, I've heard uh, some of the guys that's been in the industries a long time and oh, the homes are the homes are too tight nowadays, you know, um, but I'd rather have it, you know, the homes tight, you know, controlled and then control the air quality, you know, with mechanicals. I'd rather have it tighter than, than, you know, too, you know, too breathable, I guess, too drafty, um, make it tight with your products and then control that air and the comfort and the temperature and the humidity mechanically then so you can you can control it. Mm -hmm. You bring up a great point. Control is really it. I mean, would you rather have air coming in not knowing what's in that right. air or would you rather control that, that that air is filtered and it's clean and it's fresh? So uh, control is the, the key word and that's why we wanna have a good air control air uh, that's gonna stop air contaminants from getting in from the exterior uh, and a water control layer, which is going to help with in indoor air quality as well. If that water control layer is not good and it lets moisture into that wall cavity, we're going to have mold and rot and, and that's going to be issues with, you know, uh, health of, of the occupant. So mm -hmm. control is the key word. We talked a lot about exterior products. Is there, are there any products that, uh, that Tyvek offers for, for the interior or is there, do you get any insulation products or ventilation products? Is there anything else? Yes, there is a, a, a product that you can use for continuous insulation on the exterior. And what that does, uh, it's going to build a better, more durable wall assembly. And, and, and why I say that uh, is you reduce the chance of moisture condensing on that, in that wall cavity. Because we're heating that wall system up, um, warm, moist air, if it infiltrates into that wall cavity, has less chance of condensing on a cold surface. So if we move that, that dew point further out of that exterior wall, we reduce the chance of moisture happening in a wall cavity. What is that product? Uh, it's, it's foam sheathing. It's a foam sheathing. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It'd be the, the blue foam now turning to gray foam. Okay. And that's also reducing that direct contact, um, from you know, uh, direct heat transfer, you know, great creating a barrier on the exterior. Um, so you can get the direct transfer of heat loss mm -hmm. through a product. You actually have a foam barrier then on the exterior of the home. Right. And, and what that foam helps with is, is conduction. You look at a stud, uh, the R value is a lot, a lot less than it's 1.5 per inch. Mm -hmm. And you look at sheathings are going to be about five per inch, five, six, and somewhere in that range. So you're going to have better thermal, if you have a continuous in exterior insulation, better thermal properties, a more comfortable home, uh, and more durable uh, because you're not going to have that moisture condensing uh, as much on the inside if you get moisture from the inside. So would you still use a house wrap on top of that foam board? Yes, uh, because you want to make sure you're having a drainable approach to water management. Okay. So around any openings, if you have any openings, it makes it a lot easier, but now you got to tape the seams and you look at foams are, um, a little lower perm rating. So they're not allow moisture vapor to get out as quickly. Right. Uh, so to build a more robust system, uh, I would use a house wrap on the exterior of that. Okay. What'd you bring along with you there? So 
flashings for windows and doors. This is our sill flashing. Uh, you can see it's crimped. It's a flexible flashing. Uh, John, if you want to, or Justin, I'm sorry. Wow. You can see how wow. that flexes. And uh, that's there so you can make a one-piece sill flashing when those cuts or overlaps uh, to create a better drainage pane for, for moisture to get out. <laughs> wow. So you'd actually start from the, from the bottom and work your way up, right? This, this would be the sill flashing uh, six inches up each side. Right. So mm -hmm. this would protect the sill. It fans out to the exterior wall seals itself to the Tyvek layer and protects that wood sill on the inside. Six inches up each side for capillary action. Moisture can kind of climb that far. Uh, so we want to make sure it doesn't get there. Sure. So when, so when you get, it, get to an opening, go through the steps of the flashing on a, let's say a window real quick. So to prep an opening for a window or door, you would do an eye cut um, and expose the header of that, that window opening or door opening. So an eye cut is cutting an Straight eye shape. Straight down the middle, right? across the head, across the, the base or the sill of the, the opening. And then you'd angle cut on the corners and fold that flap up. Okay. Once you had that done, um, you would install your flex wrap. And that would be a f for a five foot opening, you'd use six, six foot of material, six inches up each side for capillary action. And then you'd use sealant on the sides and the head and install your window or door. And here's where you're gonna to wanna to follow the window manufacturer's recommendations for installation. As far as fasteners, every hole, every other hole, whether they want sealant or not, we recommend sealant, but if window manufacturer says no, you wanna follow their instructions. And you wanna use a rust resistant fastener, obviously uh, make sure the, the unit is level and plumb. Um, maybe on larger units, corner to corner to make sure it's not racked. Uh, and then once you have that window in, your side flashing, your head flashing goes right to the OSB. So the side flashings would go next. Head flashing would cover the tops of the side flashing. Then you would fold that flap, that house wrap flap back down and tape that off with regular sheathing tape. Well, Kevin, you, you touched on a lot of great topics today. Um, I know I've learned quite a bit. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, no, this has been so interesting. It's oftentimes a product that people don't see when the home is completed. And also a lot of homeowners out there don't realize how important it is to have Tyvek products on their home because it is an insurance policy. It's that additional layer. I think with what we do day in and day out, we geek out over this stuff, right? We don't care just about how the home looks at the end of the day. We also care about how it was built. That's why it's been so valuable to have such a long relationship with you and Hallmark and also using Tyvek products for so many years. So it's been awesome to have you on the show today. Thanks for having me, appreciate it. Thanks, Kevin. Imagine a life where your home is a work of art, where nature and luxury embrace, with a custom Golden Eagle log and timber home. Our expert team is here to guide you every step of the way.